0: You could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So, with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast.
1: Thanks so much.
2: Before we get to Joshua, I need to know where you are because I-, <laughs> I haven't I haven't talked to you this week. We've only texted. I am
1: live in Nashville, Tennessee, heading back to Vegas this weekend. Where are you, Jude? Hmm.
2: I'm in LA and it's right now, it is beautiful LA, Southern California, sunshine. It is, it is gorgeous out here. And yes, I too am excited about this interview. I've heard Joshua B. Lee, anyone who is, is building any kind of a social media platform, you do not, do not, and I say it again, wanna miss this interview because Joshua has been in multiple businesses and we'll talk about some of them, but his focus is on LinkedIn. And there is a reason, those of us who have been on the app, you may know him as the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm, you heard it right. And that's because he knows so very much about this platform. And anyone in business, you know, we talk about, as speakers talk about it, those of us who speak or keynote, knowing your audience, it's the same thing on your social media, knowing your audience. And Joshua's going to talk about that and many other things. Also, the new audio version of LinkedIn, he's been in the uh, the beta creator a part of that with LinkedIn. And I think that's only about 200 people. So he's got all kinds of information for us. If you think you know, LinkedIn, mm -mm, think again, not so fast, we're going to hear from the dopamine of LinkedIn, Joshua, great to be with you. Thanks for being with us this morning.
3: What is up, everybody? It's good to be able to see you or hear everyone here again on breakfast with champions Jude and Nate happy to be able to jump in and talk all things LinkedIn. So you know, I'll follow your lead.
2: All right. Uh, when when uh, Joshua and I were in conversation, he said, you can ask me anything. And I said, that's the kind of interview I like <laughs> so that we can ask anything. And I'll be, you know, I wanted to talk to you first about you, you've been in multiple businesses and you work with some of the Fortune 1000s with their LinkedIn platforms, how to build, how to grow, how to engage. And 16 businesses, but right now your focus, and from what I could tell, Joshua, some things that I read too on your your site, that you also, I mean, you've been a marketer for a long time. So let's talk about the blend of marketing and LinkedIn.
3: Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, that's the whole piece, Jude. I mean, I've been on the, you know, it's been fun to be part of Breakfast of Champions for so long because I've, you know, I've been on the stage, Glenn and I, and a lot of us up here, you know started doing this god a year and a half ago it seems like and you know we continue to be able to go in and change and I mean I know I've told the story a couple of times but you know I've been in the online advertising and marketing space for over 20 years um, one of my first clients was a company that most people forgot about MySpace. you know we actually helped them design um, and create one of the first social media ads that most people are based upon today so You know, being able to go through that, Jude, I mean, through the different companies of monetizing everything online. um, You know, I've I've controlled over 35 trillion online impressions on my servers and managed over half a billion dollars in advertising. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I saw was a huge difference between actually true engagement and actually traffic. And people continue to look for traffic and they don't understand that engagement is the way to be able to go, especially in this human world that we live in, especially post-COVID.
2: Joshua, you know everyone talks about their story. Tell your story, and and we teach that too. You know, I mean, from coming out of TV, we're helping people tell their stories uh, to to a very large viewing audience. But on the on the social media platforms, telling your story can mean different things to different people. And engagement, a story is very engaging. How how what does a good story look like on LinkedIn?
3: Well, it's your story, right? I mean, it's your career journey. So many people use LinkedIn. They're like, I'm looking for a job. So I'm going to put my resume up. I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about that so many different times. And like a good story is where you've been what you've done. I mean, where you started. I mean, Jude, you and I were talking about yesterday. If you look at my LinkedIn profile. I mean, I have on there that I used to uh, be one of my first jobs was a server at Chili's. You know, like people are like why, why would you put that on there? Well, why wouldn't I? I mean, that was part of my career journey.
2: So so let's take us through. I mean I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile right now. I'm on it for for you personally, not for your site which we'll talk about in a moment. But your LinkedIn profile talks about LinkedIn and then you've got these you've got beautiful hashtags, hashtags. Can you talk about the the, the profile because you said in our in our pre that yes, the profile is so very important. So along with the story and you talking about the very beginning and I think that comes to to who we are that people want to know who we are with whom they're doing business. But the plat let's talk about if we could the profile, Joshua.
3: Sorry, yeah. Hi, Jude. Sorry, I got kicked down to the audience for a second.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, we we can't have that. So
3: (laughs) it's okay. It's okay. No, I mean, look, everything starts with your profile. I mean, if you're gonna be able to skyscraper, right? I mean, no matter what, how you want to be seen right skyscrapers can be seen across the you know the the city and i mean everyone wants to be that skyscraper that everyone sees you know on social media but if you don't start with that base right if you don't build an amazing foundation how can you actually build all those different you know stories on top of it for you to be seen across the globe and i mean that's the whole thing with linkedin so many people go in and they're like oh well i'm going to start putting content out there i'm going to start messaging people well I, i hate to say it some people just spam a whole bunch of people on linkedin we've all seen it but you've got to be able to start with your profile, because that is the the core of what you do. And if you build on that profile, you tell your career journey, and you really, really take the time, energy, and effort to really tell a story there, it will do all the selling for you it will create an amazing foundation, that will be everything that you do on LinkedIn.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I like I like your story. And when you when you go to if you haven't gone to Joshua B's, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, LinkedIn, take a look at his profile, but then go down to, uh, on as we all have, the about, and you'll really find out a little more about what he's doing, the what, which I think is extremely important for us to get clarity on what, and then and then why he's doing it. So this is a really, uh, it's a great example for us, Joshua. And, and before we skip over to the audio with LinkedIn, because I know that's on the top of a lot of people's minds these days with so many different audio apps now, what is the difference? Because when I went to your site, and, and to your to your website standout authority. You talked a little bit about um, there's a there's a paragraph or so on the site about funnels. So talk to me the difference in a funnel on LinkedIn, and the, and the funnels that that people talk a lot about here on clubhouse, What what is a, a LinkedIn funnel?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, there's everything's a funnel, but it's just a conversation, right? I mean, dude, I truly believe that a conversation you know, turns into a relationship and a relationship turns into it can create an opportunity, right? I mean, that's the biggest difference. Like when you're trying to be able to build a funnel on LinkedIn, it's different because it's human, right? You're trying to be able to connect with other human beings on the platform. And you really want to be able to start those conversations for me, everything that I do on LinkedIn, and everything I teach is all just the same things. I mean, really, that my mom taught me how to be able to treat other human beings, I'm just doing it online. And that's the funnel that I look at. It's the human funnel, it's the human algorithm. Rather than trying to pay attention to how your funnel works and what algorithm are we talking about, the clubhouse algorithm, the Instagram algorithm, the Facebook algorithm. Really, if you pay attention to the one algorithm that doesn't change every six months, or hell, even on Instagram, every six hours, you pay attention to that human algorithm, you can really be able to build a funnel of, of conversation. And I mean, truly for me, Jude, I look at it when we're all online. And it doesn't matter if it's LinkedIn or anything. I'm telling you right now, if anyone's seen Social Dilemma, right, it was on Netflix and years ago, I mean, like two or three years ago, Gun, f- <laughs> we forget what's going on with COVID, we get that COVID mindset. And, you know, they talk about this conditioning, we've been conditioned to like, comment, share, post, like, comment, share, post, like, comment, share, post, right, we get in these patterns. And to be able to create stop gaps and be able to really be able to grab someone's attention, you have to be able to create a stopgap in their pattern that makes them hear. And on that human level, I don't care who you are, starting with appreciation, we are appreciated. We see this all the time. Glenn's talked about it all the time, right? Being able to appreciate the things that we have the things that we do and the things that others do. And I mean, the funnel on LinkedIn truly starts with that level of appreciation, well, across any social media platform. So really, what you're wanting to be able to do is be able to create stopgats. My funnel starts with who's looked at your profile, who's engaged in your content, right? I want to reach out. Hey, Jude, I saw you look at my profile, I just want to take two seconds out, say thank you. You know, too often we don't appreciate this. Love to be able to connect with you and find out what pushed you to check me out. Because most people's funnels on LinkedIn, Jude, it's just let me send a thousand messages out, and if I get that one sale, yay, I got the one sale. BS. I'm sorry, you just pissed off 999 people. There's a better way to be able to do it.
2: Uh-huh. so let's get right to it. If 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 it, there are many so- social, uh, not social, but of um, solo practitioners or or solo entrepreneurs on Clubhouse. And, and some, some of us do multiple platforms, some of us do multiple businesses. In fact, let's go to that. Because yesterday, when you and I were in conversation, I said, I serve two clientele the C-suite. And for, you know, transformational leadership, media speaking, and entrepreneurs. And you said to me, do you remember the question you asked?
3: Well, okay. what's the commonality between the two? Well,
2: they, they said, "What's you?" You said, "Are you the same person?" <laughs> Co- yes, I did say that audiences. too. <laughs> <laughs> you uh... did exactly, and that 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 made it so clear. So, to anyone listening, if anyone missed it, some of you, many many people actually, are running more than one. One clientele, and some people focus strictly on one clientele, but some of us do serve two or three. I mean, I speak, I coach, you know, executive, as we just talked in the, in the C-suite. So to that point, yes, my same processes. Yes, my same content. And so you said it doesn't differentiate, Is that, if I correct it, if I remember correctly, because I remember you saying, are you the same person coaching and working with both clientele? So that's talk about that clarity a minute, would you please for addressing more than one clientele
3: yeah, of course, I mean that's what we have to be able to look for is the commonalities. I mean, look, I've run multiple different companies in multiple different industries, but it didn't make me different people i I didn't put on a different outfit for every different company that I was working in. I mean, I was that commonality, and that's where people need to understand. I don't care if you know anything that you're doing, you could be a chef in one and a marketer on the other well why not blend the two? Like you're not two different people. We live in this whole world of this whole work-life balance. I'm gonna call BS on that too because there is no work-life balance. We are that single, It's like it's like having two different personalities, right? I don't have a work personality and a personal personality, you know, personal reality. If, if I did, I'd honestly, I'd be locked up in an insane asylum. We have one life. And I mean, no matter if you're on social, if you're in real life, whatever it is, you have to be that one person. And there's commonalities between those. And you have to be able to find those. Once you do and you create that story and you build that blend, you will be able to reach both sides of the audience and be able to draw in your true
2: tribe. I, I think that's such a fab. Fabulous philosophy, Joshua, and that's probably what adds to your success and how you're not only with your own LinkedIn and your own business, but also how you're helping all these companies and and major corporations and people also like Tony Robbins and these Fortune 5 or Fortune 1000s. Before, I know Nate's going to have some questions too for you. And before we we go over to Nate, I'd like to talk to you a bit about Standout Authority. That's the name of your company. Can you talk to us about that? Because I just found that out yesterday. So can we go there?
3: (laughs) Yeah, of course. I mean, Standard Authority was a company that I I put together um, about eight years ago now. I mean, it wasn't my first. It was actually my 16th company. You know, as I said, I had done so many different things in the online world, and it was all about monetization, all about being able to, you know, make more money online, what I was taught. And about eight years ago, you know, I went through our life reset. I mean, I remember jude kind of going through and i mean hell my office doors used to be always open so my kids could be able to hear those things that i was talking about you know in business and at certain point those office doors closed and i remember staring at the wall and i mean hell even contemplating why i was on this world and because it was all about how much money i could make what i could be seeing how people thought about me and i knew there had to be a different way and i mean i was blessed to be able to a good friend of mine jesse elder kind of gave me gave me clarity and gave me the the power to be able to take my life back and be able to give that to my former, and I reset I, I closed down ten companies, and at thirty six I moved back in with my parents with a little bit of under a thousand dollars of my name. and I wanted to go, how can I really be able to help people? What have I learned? And that's kind of where standard 30 was born, really, to be able to to educate, inspire, and draw people in, not sell. I'd sold so many people for so long, but I don't know how many people I actually helped. And that's where I wanted to be able to do a standard authority. I wanted to be able to help educate, inspire, and draw people in. So they chose to not only work with us, but with the people, with the thought leaders and the influencers that we were helping that were adding value to this world, not just trying to monetize it. And, you know, it's just really being able to go through and LinkedIn was that platform. It was a platform that, I mean, I could do this on any platform, but it was a platform that I saw was underserved. So many saw it as that, that B2B platform. And, it really is, it's human beings. Most marketers just forgot that every company is run by one. And so that's kind of where Standard Authority does and really blessed to be able to work with those men and women that I used to read their books on how to be able to start my own companies 20 years ago are now our clients and we get them to help build advocates first and allow that byproduct to become clients.
2: You know, it's it's interesting because, it, which which is a whole nother interview if we were to go into your, your successes, your ups and your downs. But I love how you did a, a pivot, which is a popular word today but how you did the pivot from from all that you were doing. And it, it made me think of a quote, Joshua, that maybe you've heard before. It's easy to make a buck. It's a lot more difficult to make a difference. And and it seems like you made that pivot to really want to know why you're making a difference and who and how. And, and I know with, with keynote speakers and everybody gets off the stage and you get standing ovations, which is really nice. And, and it, it's wonderful and you're glad that you were there for that moment. But in coaching, you really get to see the transformations in people. You get to see the results. You get to see what's happened because of of, the, of that human connection, engagement and, and content. And so I'm, I'm sensing that with LinkedIn, you get a great satisfaction about how you're helping people engage as either corporations, you work with a number of corporations. But at the end of the day, and that's that's a cliche expression, but we all are human, and people want to do people. I mean, work with people who they get to know. They want to work with people that they that they get to do things with, share activities with, share content, share values. And so, how do you, when you post on LinkedIn, and this is for all of us, when you post on LinkedIn, when you when you for your own personal. What what would be a good post in your opinion, when you put content on LinkedIn? LinkedIn.
3: Sorry, you'd say again. I apologize you What, what, what would you
2: say is a really is a good engaging post on LinkedIn? Yours or someone else's? <laughs> you have.
3: You know, I mean, I think it all starts with, and I mean, if anyone's ever you know heard, you know, we talked about this, the kind an interview about. Two weeks ago, I was doing with Kate in the morning, and it depends on if you were up. It I think it was 5 a.m. for my time central, so it was pretty early. But you know, when you're when you're building content, and I think this goes across all borders. I'm a huge fan, and I've seen the most impact from the 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 10 20 70 method. And you know, you'll hear me preach on it, you will hear me talk about it because I think it really cuts through because it, it cut, hits all the borders, right? Because what you're looking at is every post should have 10 percent of you in it right, especially on LinkedIn. Look, it's not Facebook, it's not Clubhouse. I don't need to know when your kids are going to school, what's going on, but I need to know that you have kids, right, we need to be able to have that commonality. You know, you and I talked about that, what's that commonality between you and the two businesses? Well, you are, and you've gotta be able to allow that to shine through. People want to be able to connect on that, and that 10% takes you from the door, like if you're trying to do door to door sales, we've all been there, you know, well, some of us <laughs> been around for a while and takes you to the couch, right? I want to be on the couch. I want to be hanging out with you, you Jude and you Nate and being able to go in. And like if I'm offering something like I don't have to do much more than going, hey, wow, I've got this cool new thing, you know, you want to check it out because we have that commonality, it pulls us in. 20% of your content should be around your company, right? But not what everyone does so much on LinkedIn. Everyone's on LinkedIn talking about the company, what they can do for someone else, and being able to pitch and sell. Pull that back, reel that back in. 20% of the company's side should be about what you've done for others, how you've helped someone. We all hate those people that go, I can help you make seven figures. Well, prove it. <laughs> you know, show me how you've helped someone else, right? I'd much rather be able to hear that storytelling and If you're always the one talking about your company all the time on any platform, I'm going to be honest, you're going to be that person in the room like, oh, dude, there's Josh. That dude never shuts up about LinkedIn. I mean, that would be exhausting. So you want to be able to make sure that content, only 20% of it is around your company and what you've done for others. And then 70% of your content should be educational. It should be really inspiring, right? We want to be an aggregator of value. We want to be a destination website that people go to. I want people to go to you know you Jude or, or to Nate and be like, oh wow, Nate brings the heat every single day and I'm gonna go to him even though it's not his content because he's constantly educating me, I'm gonna go and make sure I tune in. Same thing the way everyone's tuning in right now, right? They want to be able to make sure that they learn from different people that are speaking on the stage. We just had the amazing 10X ladies, right? On stage sharing all that information. Don't hold that into yourself, right? Share that with the world, because even if it's not your content, but you're educating them on how you've been educated, I guarantee you they're gonna to go to you for the solution. And this works across LinkedIn phenomenally.
2: That is fabulous advice, and I've never heard it so well articulated, Joshua. Thank you so much. And I, I do have some more questions, but I also wanna bring in, you know, you said you, you tune in to Nate. Let's tune in to Nate right now. Nate, I know you got some questions for Joshua, and let's go, I wanna hear them too.
1: what's up this is a a, I'm sitting here taking notes this uh, conversation started off with fire thanks Jude for setting this interview up. Josh what is up brother we used to do rooms months and months ago it seems like just yesterday that we had rooms on recurring income models and recurring income streams and uh, you know how to how to just how to just be better at coaching how to be better at this internet thing but one thing that stood out and you've already hinted on it today one thing that stood out is, uh, you know, we talk about algorithms on the Internet. We, thought, we talk about the Instagram algorithm, the Facebook, the Clubhouse algorithm. What's Clubhouse done today? And at the end of the day, when I think of Joshua B. Lee, I think, you know, about it, things that you've shared here on Clubhouse and in conversations we've had they helped me to realize that the ultimate algorithm that we need to be focused on when clubhouse changes and Instagram changes their algorithms is we need to be focused on the human algorithm. And uh, so, so Josh, thanks for being here today. Let's talk about the human algorithm. How can we as listeners in this room right now, how can we stay focused on what matters the most, the human algorithm using LinkedIn? I'm not on LinkedIn. So tell me how I can tap in and connect with people better using LinkedIn and the human algorithm.
3: Nate, good question, brother. And yes, we had those twelve hour days back on Clubhouse. I mean, I just couldn't couldn't hang anymore and I had to kind of reel back a little bit. But uh I, I still remember the days early on, like end of the last December, and my wife's like, I mean like tell two December December's ago and she's like, What are you doing? Why are you on this thing twenty four seven waking up so early? But we, we could talk about that all day long. When we talk about the human algorithm, Nate, I mean, like, look, there's one reason above, above all else that I really think that I want to make sure people key into, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to push, push a question. Hey, listeners,
2: if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to morningning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
3: i back to you and you might have heard it, Nate. And I mean, honestly, you know, Nate or Jude, you guys are, why does every single person in this world, I don't care who you are, where you live in the world, why do we all post online? Above all else, first and foremost.
1: To get to people to pay attention to our message.
3: Jude, what do you think?
2: I think to connect, I mean, really connecting with, with people. And, and, and I know you're gonna answer this, but you know, one thing in life is that relationships are so, in, in your life offline, uh, relationships are so valuable. We talk about the value of the relationship and, and some of us go way back to friends that we've had you know, for decades and whatever. So the relationship is so important. So to me, I, I think it's the connecting and, and the engaging with people.
3: It is. But that's always the the after effect, right? Remember what I talked Mm. about when I said, you know, we talked about the social dilemma, what we are conditioned to do, that comment, like, share, Mm -hmm. post, comment, like, share, post. We've also been conditioned to look for those little hits of dopamine we all get after we put a post out, after we start a room, after we can, you know, do our live, whatever it might be, we all look for those little hits of dopamine we all get when someone likes or comments or shares our content, Ah. correct? Mm -hmm. Right. So... That's the foremost, that's the most visceral, that's the human algorithm. How do we actually tap into that, right? How do we actually give first? If that's what everyone's looking for, we wanna be able to get in front of our audience. Like if Glenn's on LinkedIn, which I know he is, because I get to work with his team and be able to help them be able to get some amazing strategies over there. Crushing it. (laughs) You know, I wanna make sure that if I wanna get Glenn's attention, I don't care what he's talking about, I'm not gonna send him a message before I engage on his content. I'm gonna identify, find out one of his posts, I'm gonna like his post going to comment and then I'm gonna reach out. That same thing I talked about, right? Starting with appreciation, Nate. I'm gonna reach out and say, hey Glenn, man, I saw your LinkedIn Live, I saw your recent post on the 800% Club, and man, dude, you are crushing it. I appreciate what you're adding value. I'd love to be able to connect with you because I, I, I see a lot of alignment. Like these are the things that you wanna be able to do. You wanna get in that human algorithm, appreciation creates stop gaps in every single person's pattern. I don't care who they are, if they're the top CEO at LinkedIn, or if they are anyone in this room right now, we all when we put content out there, we want someone to engage on it. And we want to feel appreciated that someone heard or listened to our message. So when you start with that appreciation, it creates that stop gap, and it makes someone stop and listen, and be able to hear you. And that allows conversation to start.
1: I love this. I love this conversation. And, man, it's just so powerful because it starts with uh, just compliments, showing appreciation. You mentioned door-to-door sales earlier. That's where I learned how to do this, uh, you know, early on is first thing I would do when I walk in a home is start complimenting and and look for commonalities and and appreciate, you know, the things in people's homes. And and I was looking through notes that in rooms that we did months and months ago and talking about this human algorithm and, and these human connections and giving people these little dopamine hits, and if we can give people these little dopamine hits before we reach out and really connect with them. But you asked a question months and months ago. You said, what are people experiencing in life as a result of me? What are people experiencing? So what you're talking about now is we can start our new relationship with people by giving them a dopamine hit, by paying attention to their posts, by leaving comments, leaving you know, hearts and likes, and just just letting them know that we appreciate what they're doing. So what else can we do to make sure people on LinkedIn and on social media in general are experiencing a better life because of us? What else can we do other than the things that we've been talking about
3: so far? Well, Nate, I mean, I want to take a second on that, too, because like you said, people don't pay attention to the ripple uh, because that's where it goes. I'll give you a scenario. Um, one of my clients, Dan Sullivan, was strategic coach. You don't really understand what that appreciation does um, and how it actually affects someone's life to be able to to really push it forward, because that's what we're all sitting here. We're sitting at the breakfast table to be able to figure out how to be able to create ripples in everyone's life. And, you know, on LinkedIn and what we're doing there with Dan Sullivan, he reached out and appreciated someone for liking one of his posts. A lot of us have been influencers, coaches you know, social media legends, whatever you want to call it on stage. But we forget that there's so many people that have helped us be able to get there, our followers, our advocates. And, you know, one time we reached out to this one gentleman and said, you know, Dan said, thank you for liking my post. And you know, what really stuck with me, Nate is his response. He said, Dan, you'll never know what this means to me. You know, today I plan on it being my last but by, by you showing me to appreciate things that I had taken for granted, it gave me new hope for this world. Thank you, I will continue on. Think about how powerful that was, how that changed someone's life. That's just not on LinkedIn, that's just by being a real human being and appreciating people. So that's where I wanna make sure that people take that, take that time, the energy, and really pay attention to what you can do and what you can create, not just another lead, but you can change someone's life And by doing that, it can create massive opportunity for everyone.
1: So good. So good, Jude. I'm gonna let you take over. I can talk about this forever, Josh. I, let's let, we need to get on the phone and have a conversation about this anytime, again soon. My friend. And uh, Jude, I'm gonna let you jump back in because uh, I want to. I want to keep diving into LinkedIn specifically. I think there's a lot of people here that that want to understand how to use LinkedIn to tap into this human algorithm to tap into helping others experience more and uh, just to build business. So I don't know if that's the direction you want to go, Jude, but I'm gonna let you take over.
2: Yeah, thanks, Nate, and. And when, when we had our conversation, Joshua, we, that's where we started was, was that I, I said, I don't see enough and for me uh, on, about LinkedIn on Clubhouse. And, and I know that you know, we've talked about knowing your audience, knowing where where your people, say your tribe, where, where your people are, your clients or whomever. But what for me, and this is maybe I'm just, don't have it together enough to do all this marketing on every single social media platform. I believe that where I, well, the most value is with content on LinkedIn. So can you talk about multiple cross, um, if we post something on LinkedIn, can we then use that same same content if it applies for, say, YouTube or whatever? I mean, if it, obviously, you know, not written like, like the content articles, but can we do multiple s- platforms with the same information? I have heard that LinkedIn wants native information, but I don't know if that's true or native content, but I don't know if that's true or not
3: yeah jude i mean like with content with anywhere i mean look you want to be at least posting three times a week i mean that's one of the biggest things that linkedin's not looking for content from a, a heavy user unless you are like our good friend grant cardone you know um yeah you know honestly you cannot be posting more than one time a day and when you're actually creating that content of course i mean you can definitely be able to leverage content that you build either for linkedin we've we've definitely taken some from instagram things of that nature Um, You can take content videos from YouTube and be able to cut them. Now, I definitely would tell you, do not share that YouTube link, right? Cut out 60 seconds and upload that video on LinkedIn. The average person on LinkedIn, and they're hopefully expanding that with the new LinkedIn audio rooms and thing like that, but the average person spends about seven and a half minutes Uh, a day on linkedin so think about that how are you creating content is it going to be long form content or is it going to be something that educates someone and grabs their attention very quickly and provides value in a short amount of time because that's what people are doing they're not looking to be able to lose their lives in someone else's you know life (laughs) i kind of said that backwards there but you know they're not looking to be able to lose themselves in someone else's life right like on facebook or on clubhouse or or wherever in our Twitter or wherever you're trying to be able to do that on, on LinkedIn they're looking to either get information to be able to make a decision or to be able to make a decision right they are business people at the bit at the end of it and you can be able to create content that is engaging but I don't need to be able to see you know your your cat video on LinkedIn I mean people will put that on there uh, if you can actually be able to pull it back and be relevant and tell me why your cat video is important maybe but you know, this is the kind of content you wanna be able to go in and do. I mean, reels are not on LinkedIn yet, but you know, carousels are. You can create amazing carousels, you know, using pictures and imagery. If you're gonna create a video, keep it under 60 seconds, because that's gonna be able to grab enough attention and get them to the end of your video. So these are the things that I want people to pay attention to when you're creating the content. It's not different than any other platform. It just needs to be adjusted, that 10% shift because I hate when I see people just take exactly, you know, form for form copy, and then take it and put it on LinkedIn, and you'll see a video like, hey, Instagram people, like, no, you you should have cut that out.
2: Yeah, got it. That's great advice. Great advice. So let's go back to because we mentioned a couple of times, LinkedIn Live, uh, the idea of live, and I know that scares people. Uh, people say they don't they don't want to do Facebook live. They don't want to do anything live. But to me, live is the absolute best. And maybe it's the TV background. I don't know that was all live. But there's there's just no taking out of contents, you you get the emotion, you get everything as it's happening right there, right then. And I, I live is just to me, it's just the best of all of all words of, of all video. That's what we're doing now live this audio we if we make a mistake, so what we keep going. So talk to me a little bit about so that we all know with LinkedIn Live and and I, and I know that it wasn't always easy to get to and they changed that so that's can we can we talk about LinkedIn Live and how often you go live on LinkedIn
3: I'm on mute <laughs> <laughs>
2: well that happens too you see oh this (laughs) is live live live, though see but we get to keep going anyway so okay but you're back with us so yeah yeah
3: no i mean jude i mean linkedin lives are great there's the new audio side as well too i mean um myself i do it about once a month now a lot of our clients do it maybe once a week it just depends on what really works with you and how you want to engage with your audience, right? Um, My amazing wife, Rachel B Lee is on stage with us as well too. you know, she does different lives, like she has a live coming up this Friday, um, that she does. And she does it consistently every single month, I've got my live with um, a lot of y'all know, Rob Moore, um, coming up next Tuesday. And but this is the whole piece, right? If you're going to do a LinkedIn live, um, the video side of it, you want to not only engage with the person that you're talking to, right, people don't want to be able to listen into someone talk at you. That is the difference. And that's, they want to be able to listen into a conversation and they want you to engage with them. If you're gonna go live on any platform, you know, just like in here, like we'll take questions, we'll go in, we'll engage with the audience. You have to be able to do that on LinkedIn as well, too. I, I personally don't do LinkedIn lives longer than 30 minutes, right? I want to be able to go in, be able to create content, create engagement, and then be able to shift over. You know, a lot of times, too because of the LinkedIn audio aspect that's coming in, some people have been testing out going from LinkedIn Live into an audio room afterwards, right, to be able to go in. I know some of our friends that are here on Clubhouse too will do a, a LinkedIn Live and then broadcast to Clubhouse. Now, me personally, I'm not doing that all the time just because of the fact I wanna make sure I engage. Now, you know, this is what I love about how Glenn and the Morning Hashtag and Grind have really pulled that back in because you have the different people going in and they're recognizing all the people that are commenting. If you're not going to take the time out like Glenn and the team do here on hashtag rise and grind, to be able to engage and be able to follow up and say, Hey, someone so commented here on LinkedIn or someone so commented here on Facebook or, or Instagram and things like that, you're missing out. That means you're just talking to your audience and the lives are there for you to engage, not only just with the person you're talking to, but the people that are listening at the same time
2: you know you, you get that's good advice and you said about you know keeping them you said yours is 30 minutes and then and then because we are such an, an attention uh distracting uh audience today with so many people and so many distractions and so much information and and just we can't even keep track of all the people we meet even with the great database. it's it's challenging today so i want to talk to to talk about the fact of you said under 30 you know 30 minutes or so you do it once once a month i believe you said and what about the content? If you wanted to do an article, I mean, if they're do long form articles pull and I and a part of that question is, uh, some people are very academic and they write that way. I'm very conversational. It's just my style. So my writing, my books, I've done. It's very conversational. Can we talk about that kind of writing and content for the articles for LinkedIn?
3: Jude, you're amazing. I, I, you, I mean, everyone. I hope you're all paying attention. Jude is pulling out. She is covering. She's like, all right, we got 45 minutes to be able to cover every aspect of LinkedIn, and you are. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm getting every last bit. We're gonna cover all those pieces because, I mean, look, you're right. Articles are awesome. Um, people go, I don't get that much visibility in articles. LinkedIn. The SEO ability on LinkedIn, the, what they call the Moz score, MOZ, is 100 out of 100. It is extremely indexed on Google. And I mean, honestly, that's where we all want to be find, found. So like when you're creating articles on LinkedIn, and we've done this with David Herres as well. A lot of y'all know him. He's been in here in the different rooms. Like Being able to do an article and being able to make it SEO friendly on LinkedIn through LinkedIn articles. You can actually be able to get a Google top listing in less than a week, right? I mean, it is massive, massive opportunity to be able to create content on LinkedIn. And what I love about articles, Jude, if you have a podcast, uh, we were just talking about with a client the other day on it, you know, being able to take his podcast and putting in the articles. And now if you have creator mode on, everyone actually gets access to the LinkedIn's new newsletter feature where it takes your article and now turns it into a newsletter that actually not only does it... Go out to your audience on linkedin but everyone that subscribes through linkedin gets an email with that information as well too fully deliverable think about that every time you launch your podcast because it, you can actually add multimedia into these articles on linkedin because everyone takes information differently right some people like to read the book some people listen to the audio and some of us <laughs> well we wait for the movie to come out And I mean, so we all take information differently and with LinkedIn articles, I mean, because you can actually do the multimedia, I can embed a video, I can put some audio in there, I can put the content in there, I can put images on there. So there's multiple different ways to be able to get out there with a podcast, put that in your newsletter and then boom, pop that out, man, it's an awesome, awesome way to be able to leverage another feature that LinkedIn has that most people aren't paying attention to.
2: Yeah, well, I bet most of us didn't know it. That's why we're not paying attention to it because we just didn't know about it. And you paid me a compliment for covering so much in a short period of time. I will equally pay you back the compliment because you make it so that I mean, it's you make us want to get for me, I want to get off this call when I'm off of Clubhouse today. I want to get on to LinkedIn. I mean, it's like I'm sitting here making all these promises to myself, uh, commitments of what I want to do on LinkedIn. And I mean, you talk about it in such a way you break it down, Joshua, it's not only inspiring, but it's also it makes it seem like it's absolutely doable. And to me, that's the whole object of all of these interviews that we do here on Clubhouse. And for all of us, we want to give information, impart information that's going to help us all do what we want to do better. And so I think you've covered so much in such a short period of time. I do want to mention the LinkedIn uh, audio now because I know that's in beta. Where do you see that headed?
3: You know, it's different, right? It's not Clubhouse. If everyone's going to go, oh, LinkedIn audio has got a new Clubhouse, you know, rival it's not, I mean, it's audio. Yes, but it's more events, right? I mean, where they're going, I I appreciate the fact that when I, I set it up as an event, like I'm not going to do it next day or I'm not going to go live immediately because the discoverability is not there. I mean, it's awesome that a a few hundred of us have beta access right now to create and run rooms, but all 800 million people on LinkedIn can actually listen in, but it's still in beta. There's still some, some bugs they're working out where it's going. I think it's gonna be phenomenal we're gonna have different conversations because you know we have different um, this Thursday right we've got um, Carmelia's in the room or she was and we've got Bobby del Rio and Emily Lyons we're doing a, a live audio room this Thursday um, I think at 10 a.m. central I'd have to go back and look at the time but like being able to have those conversations and being able to engage an audience that you haven't engaged before Now, we didn't set that room up last minute, Jude, right? We go through them. My wife's texting me. It's at 9 a.m. Central (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. and, you know,
3: and, you know, it's we we set that up a week ago because it allows me to go through and be able to look. I got 30,000 connections on LinkedIn, right? How do I engage those people? Well, when I create an event and events are super powerful, LinkedIn just invested $50 million in a, in a company to because they are really betting on this hybrid work scenario that we're working into. So that's kind of where LinkedIn events for LinkedIn events and LinkedIn audio are going right, we can create these audio events and be able to connect with people you haven't been able to build that that human connection with that that voice, right, because people want to be heard these days, right? It's, it's not about being seen anymore. So if you create the event and you invite the 30,000 connections that you're going into to listen to you, to be able to hear you, to be part of something new, it really brings out a new opportunity to be able to connect with that audience that you've never connected before. Because so many people, and, I, and don't lie, I promise you 90% of the people in here have connected with someone on LinkedIn and never followed up with them. They they're like, oh, look, it's like Pokemon, right? Like, I'm just trying to collect them all. No, that's not what we're trying to do on LinkedIn. You don't just want to collect connections. You want to build relationships, and LinkedIn Audio is a new way to be able to build that relationship.
2: So, when do you think it'll be out of beta and that it'll be a little more mainstream for us all to to plug in? Because I I think there's like 200 people that are testing it. I heard some some very small number. Yeah,
3: it was 200 of us that started off. I think they've got 400 now. They've rolled it out. Um, there's definitely if um, if anyone's interested to be able to check it out you can um, DM me Uh, we've got a link to be able to it's very similar to how LinkedIn live rolled out originally you have to be able to apply um, and you want to be able to have that creator mode on when it's gonna roll out I mean look they they see it they say it's gonna roll out in the next couple months wider and wider I'm gonna tell you there's still a lot of glitches I mean the cool thing is it's on desktop and mobile so like Jude we were in a room about A week or so ago and someone was actually listening and interacting with us because it was on desktop through their oculus I mean, we're talking about metaverse here, right? Web 3 3.0 which is awesome to be able to see where these things are going So it is rolling out and they've mentioned in spring They're actually going to be going in so if anyone's used fireside You can actually go through and like my picture will turn into a video well, that's what they're gonna be doing too for LinkedIn Audio. They're gonna actually allow mm. you to be able to not only do the audio, but actually have the speakers be able to have their videos shown as well too. So it's really, really cool. And I mean, when you've got a company like Microsoft backing LinkedIn, which you didn't, everyone didn't know, they bought my LinkedIn for $26.2 billion cash a couple of years ago. I mean, look, you're betting on the wrong company. They've been around for 18 years, and now Microsoft owns them. I mean, it's behemoth of a company to be able to bring some massive opportunity to everyone.
2: Wow, that's very exciting. So stay tuned, we'll have to have you, call, bring, bring Nate, we'll have to bring Joshua back uh, as this thing rolls out and hear more about it because you're definitely got the pulse on it, uh, Joshua. And I want to go to Nate and see if he has any more questions because I have a couple more, as you would uh, suspect. But uh, let's let's see, Nate, anything no, else that you want to chime in here? No, Nate? I just
1: want to remind the audience that we're talking to Joshua B. Lee. We're talking about LinkedIn, the human algorithm. We're just talking about how to be more effective on social media, specifically LinkedIn today. And uh, Josh, thank you for being here today. We only have about eight minutes. We do need to shut the room down at about eight till. uh, So we don't lose the recording today. But I just wanted to remind everybody, make sure you're giving Joshua B. a follow. The only question I want to ask before passing you to Jude is, Joshua, how can they connect with you? How can they dive more into, uh, you know, so they can find out when you're doing this live audio on LinkedIn? What's the best way to connect with you?
3: Well, surprise, surprise, Nate. You can find me on LinkedIn, Joshua B. Lee. Send me a message here, but dude, I mean, a cool thing that we're doing as well come up February 10th. Um, My wife and I, Rachel B. Lee, are actually running a uh, February workshop where we're actually really going to dive deep into everything around your personal brand, messaging, content, and everything. So that's a cool new thing that we don't do very often um, because most of our clients, like Jude and I had talked about, you know, really are on the high end. And we're really opening up the entire vault to be able to teach everyone exactly what we're doing for these Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000 companies and other amazing influencers for people to be able to find out so i definitely tell people to check that out
1: i'm I'm gonna check that out i teach my clients learn what people are doing in other spaces other industries and take a piece of that sometimes take a lot of piece of that take a big piece of that and add it to your own personal brand your own stuff so i'm gonna tune into that so uh, you guys definitely uh, hook up with joshua lee and i'm gonna pass it back to you jude and let you wind this down because i know you have some good questions thanks for your time today josh let's connect
2: yeah, Josh, on this on this event on Feb ten, uh, how do we do that? Where do we go to sign up for that? Maybe you said it and I missed it, but where do we go to sign up? Hello? I was trying to
3: do it. All right, look, I did it for two seconds. I didn't mean to take away Glenn's thing, but there's the link at the top.
2: So oh, Glenn's thing. Just a sec at but the
3: pin point. link, I added our link just oh, yeah, for okay. the, the oh, okay. last okay. couple of minutes. Oh, yeah. You know, we got and that workshop coming
2: Rachel. up. Say hi to Rachel. I haven't met her yet. But I have heard her. So hello, Rachel. And uh, I'm into to your LinkedIn site. Um, so so okay, so we'll get the information right there. Everybody, you can see it at the top of the screen standout authority live workshop. And that's on February 10th. And so and what's the time on that, by the way?
3: Rachel, what's the time? You there?
2: She'll send it to us. Okay. Um at ten, 10 a.m. Central. 10 a.m. Central. It's a three hour workshop with us. Hey, Jude. Hey, how I love are how he doesn't know any time. See,
3: I just show up. My, <laughs> okay, my, my wife goes, Josh, show up here and provide value and I'm I'm there. <laughs> a, a good man knows to listen to the uh, to his amazing <laughs> wife.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Glad glad you're with us here today too. Uh, you know, I wanna I wanna wrap up on this on this human element a moment here about the human connection. And and the value of it. It, it. Everyone listening, Joshua, he referred to Chili's. I started out in the restaurant business as well. We found out we had that commonality pretty quickly yesterday when he said he puts that in his story, on on, on about him in in his LinkedIn. And my my mom bought a restaurant when I was twelve, and I thought it was cool because I had the title. She put me in salads, and I thought, oh, that's great. I was a salad girl. That lasted two weeks, and then I needed a promotion. Um, so to be out front with the people. And but you mentioned that your mom early on. You said how your mom taught you uh, how you were raised. And you've taken that same part of, of, of who you were as a child and the environment you were in and, and what your mom gave to you. And, and my, my little mother is no longer with us, but I praised her her whole life uh, for teaching me so much about how to treat people. And, and it came from the restaurant, which is why I wasn't happy in salads. I wanted to be with the, with the customers. And finally, as a good parent, and then as a good persistent child, I, re- I kept asking for two weeks. And finally she said, okay, you can wait on the customers. And then I managed that restaurant at 16. And I learned so much about people and how little, and this is one of my emphasis here, how little it takes to make people feel good about themselves. And you've done something today in in addition to the information that you gave us, giving that insight to who you are as a person in this short, relatively short interview. Because, yes, I've, I've covered a lot of material here we have with your with your wonderful answers. And there's there's a there's a, you know, 50 more questions I could think of if we had the time. I like the human element. You do something. It's just so much a part of who you are. And this is for everyone listening to all of us. You use Nate's name. You use my name. And you would be amazed at what that that makes such a difference. Yes, anchors and reporters and TV people, we all like to hear the sound of our own names. Everybody does. That's why we go to a restaurant and they say, oh, hi, Joshua. We all like that. But you, you've done it so many times. You've used our names in this interview, and that helps establish for everyone listening that human connection, something as simple as just calling the person by their name. You start to personalize, or to use your word, humanize, the conversation Joshua and you do that it is innate with you I don't know if you're aware of it or not
3: oh thank you Jude and I mean you know it's just the things that my mom taught me right I mean it's one of the biggest things was respect and you know this is the same thing that we do on LinkedIn as well Is like always show respect right if you want to receive respect you that's the biggest thing you need to hold above all else and I mean you, you'd be surprised at a young age. My mom taught me that. Like, if you treat you, you show everyone that treat it the same way that you want to be respected. And it would be funny times when my mom's uh, friends or my, my friends' moms would be around and be like, I call them by their first name and they'd be like, this little kid, once he <laughs> what's going on, but it was just those things that I was taught, right? I mean, like, I want to make sure that I respect the fact that I get to share the stage with amazing people like Glenn, and Robert, and Nate, and you, Jude, and Dora Maria, and Marvin, Elizabeth, and credit Ninja, and Alvin, right? These, this is not something I take for granted. And I don't take I, I, every single conversation, you need to make sure so many people take for granted, right, these little things, right, like appreciation goes so far. So that's why I look at it this way. And I want to make sure that no matter where I am, who I'm with, I hold the same level that I hold myself.
2: This is a wonderful, wonderful lesson, everyone, of of how how to, to humanize, treat people, engage. And really, basically, it comes down to the basics of who we are. We all want recognition, appreciation. And yes, we want dopamine when we do a post on LinkedIn or wherever it is. We like to get that that what has happened here today because of, of something that that we delivered. So thank you, Joshua. I'm going to let uh, Nate take us home. And thank you so much for being with us. And And we, you have to come back again. I hope you will when we can talk more about the LinkedIn audio. And we'll look for your event on February 10th. And thank you for being with us today. Back to Nate.
0: Powerful, yeah. powerful, powerful interview, man. Powerful. Joshua, really, you always bring it. Jude, you ask the best questions in the world. Nate, I love having you guys on here. Like, that was incredible, incredible, incredible stuff. Thank you so, so, so much for. Hey, oh, Glenn, all of we're that.
2: glad you're here. I wish I'd known for sure you were here. We would've asked you to to chime in. So we'll have to do another interview with Joshua and and you too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would, I would, I would love that. But it was truly, super, super powerful stuff. And
1: you guys are rock stars for real.
2: Thanks, Glenn. Nate Dare, are you there
1: to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm here and I didn't know if Glenn wanted to ask Josh anything. Josh and Rachel, Rachel, I'm glad we got to hear your voice. It's good to see you again as always. But I know we need to shut this room down, guys. If you just joined us in the last few seconds, we just talked to Joshua B. Lee and uh, he has a workshop coming up. We talked about LinkedIn and the human algorithm and what it really means to connect with humans and engage and appreciate and recognize the people around us. And I talk about this a lot. We're going to talk about how to use social audio to connect with, with the people around you and do the things that you want to be doing in business. We're going to talk about that in the social media show today. But before we uh, shut the room down, make sure you're checking everything out with Breakfast with Champions over at breakfastwithchampions.live, including the podcast. We have hundreds and hundreds of episodes where you can go back and listen to the replay of this episode as it gets posted in a few days. And you can always uh, check out the replay once the room is down. But the only way to make that sure that replay stays up is if we shut this room down right about now. So guys, thanks for being here for your morning education. Click the link at the top. Click the link at the top. Jump (laughs) up.